And I want to tell the, 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 the men and women today how divorce, a simple breakup, can destroy the generation of people to come. We were brought up in church, but this thing just hit us so hard. My brother started drinking. I can be in class, but nightmare. I will only be having a picture of the time the mom left. I'm closed up with my mind. So the story of Gilgal talks about how the Israelites lived their lives because of what they went through. They were going towards the promised land, but their lives were still in Egypt. They were dragging Egypt wherever they go. Because pain will follow you wherever you go until you deal with it. Forgiveness is the key. Once you forgive, you detach yourself from that burden. And I feel so strongly some of the, you know, men here, they are still suffering from, you know, father's wound. And I'll pray for you. As you lead your family, as long as you are attached to the wound that was caused by your father, you fail to lead your home. Time has come for us to forgive. It was hard for me to forgive my dad. You know what happened? My mom left. Few months later, she died. I've never seen the graveyard of my, my mom. I was living in those experience and remembrance of what happened, even when God started doing greater things in my life. Hallelujah. I'll read some scriptures so that I can explain a bit in um, Joshua, the book of Joshua. Chapter 5. Holy Spirit, we love you. Thank you, Father. Joshua chapter 5. Verse 9. You know what happened when the children of Israel... I don't want to read all the scriptures. You can read Joshua chapter 4. When the children of Israel was going, Moses died, and Joshua became a leader. When they were going to the promised land, they have crossed the Red Sea. You know all the injustice they went through. If you go to the book of Exodus, and now they are going to the promised land. But most of them, because of the pain they went through, it was hard to adjust Egypt was too much in their head. Just like I'm telling you, no matter what I, what I want to do in class, the pain I saw for my mom was following me everywhere. I became insecure. I can't trust anybody because my, my father lost the trust for me. I had anxiety. I had emotional instability. I had the fear for people. I had no courage and boldness because the divorce was always following me. The spirit of rejection was upon me. You, 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 you read um, uh, Genesis, I mean, uh, Joshua chapter 1, 2, 3. God saw the way the children of Israel were living. He said, I can't take these people to the promised land. Because they were moving with attachments. You know what God did? We know this in the Bible. God said, I'm going to kill everybody 
who was, every man was on the, in the military age. When they were in Egypt, I'll kill them because they have the memory of the pain. You remember in the way they would tell Moses, take us back to Egypt because there we were eating, though we were slaves, though we were working, though they were whipping us, it was better. But look, God was taking them to the promised land. That's what pain does. I tell you, if you have never you know, dealt with the pain you have gone through, it's time to deal with it now. Because what? God wants to use us. I was telling you when that song was sung, I have decided to follow Jesus. That is the time I let go. That is the time I let go. The Holy Spirit will never operate in anybody who has an attachment to the past. Because he's a very gentle spirit. He's gentle. He wants you to cooperate with him. And I tell you, most of the people who have gone through rejection, most of them, there is a prophetic mantle upon them. But what, what the enemy does is to come and steal away what God has put in you. Because let me tell you how God speaks. I was looking at the young man there, and I started connecting. But before, before when I was living in that state, state of rejection, I can't say that. Why? Because I can't trust myself. That's how the enemy comes to close your prophetic ministry. The enemy knows what he's doing. A child can be at home, the father providing everything, but the spirit of rejection is hitting that child. You see somebody commit suicide. Why? We've been providing everything because the enemy is crafty. Hallelujah. So God saw, look, God says, look, they are going to die. Only the people that were born in the wilderness will reach the promised land. Only how many people survived among those generations? Caleb and Joshua. Imagine the whole, of course, they say military men. You know, when God is counting in those days, it was, they were not counting women. Praise God for women. They were not devalued because Miriam was a, was a prophet. It's just the way the Jewish people are doing things. Even when they were about to move, they, they would count men, women. We, women, or they would count men. And men, women are counted as part of the family. So the Bible says, all the people who were elderly who left Egypt in the uh, military age, they died. Only the children who didn't see injustice in Egypt reached to the promised land. So you see, they crossed the Red Sea, uh, the, the, the Red Sea, now they come to River Jordan. This is what I'll read now. Uh, Joshua chapter 5, verse 9. He says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And so the name of the place was called Gilgal to this day. You know, I just want to be explaining what happened. So when they reached Jordan, River. It's a river. It's real. But God wanted to show them that I am a powerful God. They would have gone to, you know, to, to pass through places which had no river, but God wanted them to pass through the river. You know, when God wants to lift, lift a prophetic ministry upon your life, sometimes he allows pain. I can tell you, to cut the story short about my family, I come from the family of six Four of us are very known preachers in Zambia. Two of my sisters, I was telling them, my sister can pray. Pain triggers something in you. 
pain triggers something in you. Pain, you know, brings out the best out of you. Ask Joseph. Read Psalm 105, verse 17, how Joseph was dragged to Egypt in chains. They were dragging him. But God brought a leader out of him. So I want to tell you, stop leaning to your past. Because God wants to use us. If you haven't dealt with your father's wound as men, I tell you, you will struggle to lead your family. And because it's a spiritual thing, you are going to pass it to your gener- the generation next. That's why Joseph said, what you meant for bad, God used it for good. You know why I'm sharing this? Because of what God is doing. I couldn't see God in pain until I gave it up. I've decided to follow Jesus. From that moment, my love changed. And God started speaking to me what he wants to do in my life. You know, the Bible says, when they crossed, God said, today I have removed the reproach, the shame, the disappointment, the abandonment from your father, the divorce, Today, I have removed the reproach. Gilga means rolling back. Rolling back. God is rolling back the shame. He's rolling it back. You know, that's why God wanted them to pass through this. You know, the water, the way was that. You know what the Bible says? The, priest, the high priest went and sat, stand in the middle of the river. The moment the priest took their feet out, the water rolled back. That's what God is doing in your life. Rolling back the shame. Rolling back the disappointment. Rolling back the loss. You know, my stepmom came in, my, in, in our lives and she brought a lot of pain. You know what? We were crying to God. Why did you allow this? And God is saying to us, why can't you hear what I'm saying? You know, God spoke to me. He shared something to me. God said, because you made your stepmom as the God. That she has your life like she trashed your life. It's over. That's how we look at people who have disappointed us. That she, he or she has taken my life and destroyed. And God said, look at me. I am Adonai, the master of the universe, the king of creation. I am Yahweh Shammah, the omnipresent God. I am El Shaddai, the most sufficient God, the God who is more than enough. He rolled back the shame. The water went back. You know why? Do you know that uh, in the scriptures, in Exodus 13, I think verse 17, it explains why God didn't allow the children of Israel to use the shortcut. Do you know the reason? Have you found that scripture in the Bible? God says, in case they find war, they will change their minds and come back. It's amazing how we like to live in the place of the past. God says, if I allow them to, you know, to pass through the Philistine way, though it was the shortest, they will come back to Egypt. If they find war. You know, most of us, the place of pain is the place of comfort. We really enjoyed it. Like people are saying, sorry for the way your stepmom is treating you. We, we feel very good. And everyone is, you know, putting their hands upon you. But God is saying, 
I'm calling a general out of you. I'm calling a prophetic mantle out of you. A general does not interfere in the battles of the civilians. The pain you are going through is not to kill you. I want to read this scripture so that you understand why God did not allow the Israelites to use a shorter way. I'll read it. Exodus 13. I think it should be 17. Let me read it. When Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. This is the Bible. Exodus 13, 17. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and they return to Egypt. Do you know how many days they were supposed to go through? At least 40 days. They went for 40 years because of carrying Egypt. Egypt was part of them. They grew up as slaves. They grew up to wake. And God said they will come back because they still have Egypt in their mind. God says, I can't take you to the promised land carrying and dragging Egypt with you. Children of God today, I feel so strongly, pastors, there is something birthing in these meetings. And God wants you to start thinking like a king. When God breathed in you, Amen. What's your name? Ben. Oh, good. Nice to see you. <laughs> he said, I've made Ben in my what? Image. And he said, go and have possession. Go and rule. Go and control. Go and take over. You know, God is so disappointed with us. Is so disappointed. Do you know how, how Joshua lived? These are great, great men of God, and they did things even before the Holy Spirit was given. Moses was a great man. You can read it in Deuteronomy 34, the description of Moses. He was a great man. He walked with God. He walked face to face with God. He will challenge God not to do something and God will listen. He will stretch his hand over the sea and the sea will part. Moses. He lived even before Jesus Christ. The world is waiting for the children of God to manifest. Romans chapter 8. They are waiting. The Bible says even the creation... They are waiting for the children of God to show up. We have lived so much in fear. We have dragged Egypt so much. The picture of my mom leaving home was always following me. Whenever it comes back, I just felt shut down. But God said, I allowed you to see that so that you can help others not to cry forever. Son, I'm taking you to nations. I'm taking you to speak and prophesy over people. Children of God, let us realize that time is short. The watch is ticking. If there is anybody who cannot forgive was Joseph. Genesis 37, he was telling his brother, I have a dream. I wish the brothers could join that dream. They sold him. At some point, they wanted to kill him. And then they sold him. Joseph never lived with the past. 
He knew in every situation, everything works for good to those who are in Christ. We have dragged the past for too long. What's your name? No, that's this one. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, because of the past, it's difficult to trust. But God is saying is bringing restoration. Does it make sense? It's bringing the restoration. God will use you. I feel so strong. There's so much anointing over your life. When you let go, there's so much anointing over your life when you let go. My family never recognized me anymore. When we talk about the pain of my mother, it's not for to make me angry. It's for me to say, no, I'll never let this happen to other children. I'm working in Africa with so many kids, orphans. At Gilga, God said, today I remove the reproach. I'm taking away the shame. Some people, depression, insomnia, because of what happened 20 years ago. God said, look, you can't go into the promised land. God is more, sometimes we want to be gracious than God. But God said, you are going to die. You know that they died? Real, they died. Everybody who had this attachment said, Joshua, you can't take these people in the promised land. I'm taking kings there. They went to fight. You know, they found people there. You can't fight when you have rejection. You fight. When you know who you are, you are a son of a king. You are a son of Adonai, master of the universe. You are a son and a daughter of Yahweh Sabahath, the god of war. My wife is a witness. Sometimes I will just wake up, wife, let's pray. Do you, have, do you know this cousin like this? God just tell me something is going to happen. We start praying. She's the witness. The following day we hear that one of the cousins just hit the stone and he fell down and he died. We, you know, I, I'm not so special to see this. It's just, every, this calling is for everybody. Before I married my wife, she sees numbers. I was seeing the number. We don't just do things. We got married over the number we saw. We go into the shop. We buy things. They receive the same number. Let's, be, let's open our spiritual eyes and start seeing. We are spiritual beings. You know what did God put in you when he put this? He put three things in you. He's a soul. S-O-U-L. There are three things in the soul that God put in you and me. His mind, his will, and his power. His, his mind, his will. Hallelujah. And his emotions. Three. His emotions. What does emotion do? What does emotion do, sir? Your, yeah. That's what the enemy hit. You can't prophesy when it is hit. The enemy is not, is not concerned about your body. When he hits that, you see depression? The enemy take hold of your soul, your emotions, your will. What does the will do? What does the will do? My sister. Yeah, it's the drive. That's what God has done in you. 
A human being is sophisticated. When a human being starts spending time with God, is drive. That's why you see the same Peter who denied Jesus begged the people who came to, to kill him. He said, you can't crucify me like my master. Crucify me upside down. He was begging. I'm not worthy to die the same death of my master. They crucified him upside down. His drive is different. He's the same Peter in the same body. But something shifted in his spirit. And the mind, and that is what God has put in you. That has made you to be in his image. These three things are controlled by the Holy Spirit. One day I was in the plane. I'm sitting in the plane. I've, I travel a lot. I've never missed any seat in the plane. I know where to sit. This time I saw it was 11B. And I went and sat on 11B. It re reflected 11B. And I sat on that seat. You know what happened after some time? A person came and told me, you are sitting on the wrong seat. I said, I saw it. How did it change? So when I want to, to move out, the person said, no, it's fine. Just sit there. I'll sit on your seat. And I started asking God, why? Things just don't happen. Why? And I started praying for the people who sit next to me. And God said, it's this one. I lay hands on that lady. Start, like, you know, things start happening. Manifesting in the plane. There was, like, what is happening? I said, don't worry, it's okay. Children of God, we are too much. What did he do to this, this black man? What did he do? Like, don't worry. Oh, who is the doctor? He's not something to do with the doctor. It's a spiritual matter. Children of God, with this eagerness that I've seen in Boise, it needs just a small push. The problem, instead of the father be praying for his children, he's still nourishing the pain that is, was sustained with his parents. You know, when Moses died, you read it in uh, Deuteronomy 34, they cried. They remember who Moses was. He was a great man. He walked in supernatural, in miracles and signs and wonders. They cried for Moses for a few months. But God has to raise up a Joshua. And God said, be courageous, be strong, so many times. But fathers are still complaining of what happened a long time ago. I was like that, trapped. It felt so good to talk about what my dad did. It felt so good. You know what he did? He, he didn't support me. He abandoned. Look, you are now a Joshua. You need to take over. You need to listen to me. If you read Joshua chapter 5, after they crossed over, they, they gathered at Gilgal. You need to read Joshua. When they came out of the, the Red Sea, they took, I mean the, the Jordan River, they took 12 tablets of stones, stones, 12. For what? To remember. Instead of you nourishing the pain, 
Now I remember how my mom left home. And I'll never do that to my wife. It's not for me to be crying. It's for me to know I'll never do that to my wife. That's why they took 12 tablets of stone and powdered them up. They put them together for remembrance. At Gilgal. This is the camp they, they camped at. And you know what they did? They did three things. Then they ate the Passover. What is the Passover? They ate something to remember. You know, you remember in uh, Egypt? I think it should be Exodus 12. When they put, like, they put blood on those, uh, you know. Yeah. For what? For God to pass over so that they, they are not dead. That blood was telling God, because God said, I'll come myself to walk in the midst of Egypt. Whoever doesn't have that blood, we will die. It's not to start crying. Some of us, we are crying. God spoke to me. You are making your stepmom a god. By thinking she's everything, she was supposed to help you to become who you be. You know, they didn't support me to go to university. They just supported me less than what I needed. But I needed to follow up with my education to finish with my doctorate. It has become a testimony. So Passover, they, you know what the thing they eat in the Passover? They eat bitter leaves to remember the injustices they went through. Some of us, I feel it in the spirit, you have never even called your dad because of what he has caused to you. I'm not saying attach yourself, but I'm saying be healed. You know what we did? We called our dad. I'm speaking this so that I'm not speaking just the scripture. This is practical things. Because what I'm seeing, pastors, God is going to anoint us. I want to give you the basics of freedom. We are touching ourselves this. Is it Mark 22, verse 2? Let me read this. He said, you can't put what? New wine in the old wine skin. Mark 2, 22. That's what we are living. Look, you are in the promised land with this. Of crying. You know when they went in the promised land, you need to read, you need, you need to read the book of Judges. They found strong men there. So if you have something dragging you, you are not going to pull through. So you can't put new wine in the old wine skin. I tell you, if you follow these simple basics, the Holy Spirit will, will overwhelm you. When I let go, I was telling them, two weeks later, a prophet came from England. He's Indian by birth. He came and prophesied over my life. And he's saying, you are going to see a key, be sensitive. That's why I'm very, very, I'm very precise when I prophesy. Be sensitive, you are going to see a key, and that key will be a sign. Because God has given you nations. I tell you, God could never say this the time I was in pain. Because I won't, I won't even believe it. Because I was always making my dad everything, my mom everything, my stepmom everything. Everything is about how mom left, how my dad. I feel for mom. But I want to honor her by being a, I 
few, I'll meet her in heaven. And I'll tell her, mom, what, you know, because I honor my mom. I'll be the best child as, to make her happy. Not to be always remembering how she left home. He said, you can't put new wine in the old wine skin. You know what happens? Some of you know chemistry. The old, old wine skin is very hard. You know when you put wine, because of uh, fermentation, wine ferments. So if this is a hard, old wine skin, if you put new wine, the new wine, when it starts fermenting, it expands. So what do you expect? This will break. That's why God will never anoint you when you are, you are dealing with the past. The Bible says, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So it's a condition. He said, forgive our trespasses as we. Some of us, we are still attached to that. And we are saying, God, forgive me. But you haven't let go that person. These are practical teaching. If you really want to start walking with the Holy Spirit, it's a simple, simple. God can use anybody. But we have, you know, kept pain, frustration. That's why God said, today I've removed the reproach. When you forgive, you take away this thing away. And you start living in freedom. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I think it's attached too much. <laughs> my wife told me to be easy to remove, okay. You know, uh, this is the thing. Hallelujah. And I like it that the water went back. Because when you forgive, the, when the water went back, when I forgave, it's over. You know, I met my friend, I was speaking on television, and uh, I, I, my friend has never met me for many years because I left Zambia when I was very young. I lived in Europe, you know, preaching. And he was saying, I'm different. Because they remember me, I was very shy. So when the water rolled back, it will never go. You know why God trapped the children of Israel? When they were in the promised land, they can't go back. The water went back. You have to face your enemy. And God knew. If he will come with the others who are not prepared. I pray that the water will roll back. You will never go back. And start living in those places again. And I want to tell you, man, I will have some time to pray with you. Start praying over. Look at my wife. The first day I married her. I pray for her every day. I'm not saying this just for a conference. Every day in the morning before she goes to work, I have to pray over her, I have to prophesy, and I say, this is what will be happening. May you be a blessing. May... It's not difficult, men. It's not difficult. Even women, it's not difficult. You know, when God has given you authority, over your children. We are spiritual beings. Do you know when, uh, when Jacob was about to die, what he did? He called Joseph's children. Who? Manasseh and Ephraim. He started speaking over them. The same thing he spoke over them, that's who they became. This is the authority we have. I was telling them, I was uh, prophesying them, this is what I see. This is what is happening. She knows uh, one of the other ladies I met, Jenny. Is very, they, they came here, Jenny. She knows them. I met them with Bob. 
prophesying over them, wash their feet. I said, look, you, you have to duplicate yourself because this is who God has put you. You need to uh, duplicate your DNA. And they have started a church. The church is just spreading like fire. This is the same thing God is doing here. We need to start calling things. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. God who calls life from the dead and he calls things that do not exist as though they do. This is who we are. We are spiritual beings. Father, mothers, guardians, start prophesying to whoever is under your, your care. I anoint the house every day. I'm a spiritual being. What I am doing here is what I did when I first came in Boise. I said, why am I here? I came to America. I've been, when I stay in Germany, I go city to city. How I met my wife, I was sharing with them, is just a miracle. I, 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 like, God sent me to America. I used to come here from uh, 2008 to preach in different states. But in 2014, God told me, you are going to stay. I came to pray for somebody here. They, said, they called me from Africa to pray. But God told me, I have to be in America the first August. First. We need to hear. First. August. That's how I move. I came first August. Second week of August, I met Jenny. And God said, this woman, you will go with her, with her husband, praying and preaching all over the United States of America. I met this woman in the big stadium. And I went in the middle of the stadium prophesying over her. She said she has never met a person like this. She's a busy lady. And she said, what you are saying is too much. Can you come next week to speak at my conference? It's not difficulty. Father, start praying. What is my child planning in his heart? God will reveal to you. How can God give us to manage and then he doesn't give us knowledge? That can be a bad manager. Eh? If, you, if you manage anything, can you give somebody without any knowledge? No. So I, I, really don't, I, I always don't want to preach just the scripture. I want it to be practical. So one thing I want to ask you, what I always ask, if you have anything against your parents, Exodus 20, what does it say? Honor your father and your mother so that you can live long. You know what we did to our parents, my father? We went and honored him. We, we, did, we were not honoring him so that we become, he has made his own decision, but we needed a blessing. He was not, we are grown up. I don't get anything from him, but to honor him. What you did was up to you, but we want to honor you. Some of us, I feel so strongly, we have some attachment to the pain that we sustain. And I always want to say this because I just feel there's some root of sexual uh, molestation. And I don't want to expose this, but whenever in these three days you want me to pray for you, and I feel so strongly, there is some roots of that. And it nourishes every time pain. That happened a long time ago, but it's still haunting you. We are in marriage, but we are still struggling because we have never let go that thing. We are in Kenani, but we are living in Egypt because we have never let go that. I think time has come for us to be healed. You know, I feel so strongly each one of you in this place, God wants to you. I feel so strongly each one of us here. We are not just meeting. Each one of us, God wants to use us. Each one of us. I'll pray something about your life. 
But let's go. I remember I was in the conference like this. And God said, look, time for you to bring your pen to the altar. And I took it to the altar. And I'm very, very free. Very, very free. So what they did, they eat bitter leaves to remember the injustice they went through. Every time they pass, they do Passover, they eat that. And then they pile the stones for remembrance. And they were circumcised. What does circumcision symbolize? Oh, this is in uh, Joshua chapter 5 and chapter 4. You need to read it on yourself. It's a covenant. You know, shedding of the blood. It's painful. But God is cutting them away out from, you know, other beliefs. For the Holy Spirit to come into you, you need to be circumcised spiritually. Detach yourself from the pain. Detach yourself from unforgiveness. Detach yourself from disappointment. Do you know Acts chapter 7 when they were stoning Stephen about to die? Do you know what he cried? Father, do not let these people who are crushing me be accountable for what they have done. You know what he did? You need to read this. Immediately, Stephen looked up and he saw Jesus. There is no shortcut if you want to be used by God. Forgiveness. I feel some of us, this, 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 this conference is about to give out something. You know, I feel there is spirit of anxiety, just anxiety, like fear. Because whatever you have never detached yourself, it will nourish you. Forgiveness is the key. That's why Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And he said, I'm thirsty. Then he said, in your hands, I commit my spirit. You know what? There is no shortcut. Let go. Then you go to the Father. Let go. Then go to the Father. I am a teacher, but today I just want to speak practical things. And I know why I'm mentioning this. You see, divorce after divorce after divorce because you are not letting go. And I want to tell you, you are not measured. You know, I want to tell you, man and woman is the same. One thing you need to know who you are. I've seen, that's why I, I give them respect. I give her respect because she realizes she tried, but she needs to know I am full on my own. The Holy Spirit can use me. It takes you to understand who you are. But sometimes we want to hold on to something that is always nourishing, uh, nourishing pain. You say, I've tried my best. We try to hook into our stepmom, always paining us. We have to let go. And realize I'm full as a human being on my own. I, I trust uh, Pastor Robin because she is she's very, very, very anointing. Very anointed. And God has entrusted you. I told her, you raise women who shall do wonders on earth. And men. Children of God, it's time to let go. How many of you relate to this story of pain I was sharing. Yeah, I know. I never told you, but God spoke to I prepared other things to preach. I was telling them. And God said, no, I want to unplug that thing. 
from the voices of my prophets and my prophetesses. wants to unplug the pen. You know, there's power in pen. You know, most of the prophets came from the place of pen. Do you know that Samuel came from the place of pen? The mother was barren, and she cried, Hannah. Do you know that John the Baptist came from the place of pen? The, the mother was barren, Elizabeth. Do you know that Isaac came from the place of pain? Sarah was barren. And one day she laughed at, the, at God. Pain brings something beautiful. Joseph came out of pain. The mother was barren. You can count and count. Samson came from the place of pain. The mother was barren. There are times God wants you push something in the spirit. I want the worship team to come here. I just feel I need to minister to some, some, just some few people here. I want the worship team. To, how are we doing with time? Yeah, we are good. And I just felt I need to lay the foundation. What's your name? Kevin, God will use you. And God is saying, let go, my son. You know, out of this frustration, God has birthed something in you. I know you have gone through much. You have gone through much. You know, God has just developed the heart for you. You know, when you see people going through pain, you know what it is. I know they, I wanted to, the worship team to, to, to lead worship, <laughs> but they came for prayer. You want us to go up there? Yeah, just lead worship. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll, we'll pray for you. I'll, I'll take time. I was just talking to him. I'm just talking to him. He's a prophet. God will use you so mightily. God will use you so mightily. Yeah, I'll, I'll pray. I told you guys I'll pray. I'll pray. There's something specific I want to pray over. We can even just be alone. I'll really pray over you guys because you are carrying some mantle. Let me detach myself now. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, yeah, I know I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. In fact, it's for the shoe. I really just want you to, to lead, wash. And I feel, you know, I feel some of you, you see numbers. You know what I was doing? One of the things, God work with me with dreams. My wife knows when I have a dream, I'm restless. Because it's real. This is one of the things we are not operating in. You know, Herod, when he saw a dream, he was restless. When Pharaoh saw the dream, he was restless. But Christian, we have blocked our... Things happen that we are supposed to prevent. You know, one day to, to just uh, stop this, uh, say something. I was in Germany. I was preaching. Very powerful. That place was packed like a lot of students from Munich University. When I finished preaching, I, I preached based on what they told me to preach. But the following day, I went to preach because it was five days, you know, conference. I heard one of the girls went and committed suicide. And I was asking people, I started crying, and I was asking people, why? Everyone said, no, it's, 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 it's normal in Germany, you know. The girl just came, sat in the conference, and she went and killed herself. I said, no, it's not normal. I went to ask God, why God? Why didn't you tell me what was happening? And God said, you never asked me. Children of God as a church, we are happy entertaining ourselves. 
without asking him. And that's why I like them. They start listening to what God is saying. You know, my life changed. You know, when God spoke this to me, you never asked me. This changed my life. That's why I'm very sensitive in the, in the spirit. That's why I was sharing with you when I had the dream of one of my wife's cousin. I woke her up. The following day, unfortunately, we never reached out to him and he died. He just, you know, fell down. Maybe we were supposed to call him. My life has changed. You don't need to be Prophet Joseph or Prophet Moses to do this. What you need is just to give God the listening ear. One thing I was telling her, I feel there is a spirit of death over the city, you know. The enemy just trying to take away our children. For no reason. America is one of the blessed countries on earth. There is no one should, anyone can commit suicide. Why? So this is what I was, I, was, I, was, I was praying and God said, look, my mind has changed. I need to lift up my antenna to know what is happening in the spiritual realm. You know the third thing that happened at Gilgo? They tasted the fruits of the promised land and manna ceased. I am free. Their minds were connected to the mind of the Creator. If you look at Joshua, Joshua chapter 5, Joshua, just after Gilgo, he saw a man with a sword in Joshua chapter 5. And Joshua was asking, You know, when you go through this process, then God starts fighting on your behalf. And Joshua was asking, are you for us or for our enemy? You know what the man said? Joshua, take off your shoes for where you are standing is a holy ground. And he says, I am the commander of the Lord's army. When you follow that process, Adonai, master of the universe, starts fighting for you. I've seen slaves become leaders. Moses was a slave. Oh no, Joseph, sorry. Moses grew up in the palace. Joseph was a slave and he led Egypt. When you allow the commander of the Lord's army step in the boat, things shift. You start having authority over your family. The same broken family that I came from. We are the greatest preachers in Zambia. When you allow the shift in the spirit. Father, I thank you for what you are doing in Boise. Enough is enough of death. Spirit of death, we command you to go over this city we prophesy over this city in the name of Jesus every fear my son needs to go every fear needs to go every fear and I feel so much you have so much concern and this concern has caused you to, you know, lose your voice. Lord, I pray for that prophetic mantle in the name of Jesus. Fear go. Fear go in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for hope. Hope, hope, 
Hope. Hope. I say no to the spirit of discouragement. In the name of Jesus. Rabba, 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 Kerebe, Kiriyama, Shataki, Rabba.